welcome back to Spiritual Threads. Uh, we got the usual suspects here, and we are starting something different, something new. Uh, we are actually going to be going through a book by Richard Rohr called Falling Upward. Uh, now that we're all almost 50 years old, it seems like about time we figure out what we should do with the rest of our lives. For some of us, that's a couple years. For some of you, it's more like 50 years, but we'll, we'll see what that looks like. So uh, what we're going to do um, is we are actually going to be listening to the audio book, and we are just going to be stopping it from time to time and sharing our comments with you. So you're not going to be hearing the whole book. Uh, so uh, I would assume that if, you, if you're interested in this series, you're going to be following along either on audio or reading the book and just uh, listening in on what our perspectives are. So uh, with that, I assume we're starting with a preface of some kind. Um, Greta doesn't, oh. she's looking, that's, <laughs> we're looking at you because you have the phone. I have the phone. So this is a book that has been um, recommended to me by... Jane Zern, and we've talked a lot. She's shared a little bit of it here and there, if you know who she is. Um, I'm excited because it's just talking a little bit about what, how do we, how do we um, frame our younger years and our older years, and what are some transitions that are, that we come in, that come into play. And he has a lot of his um, philosophies we've even talked about in the past are in here. Um, he referenced, we've referenced, they come from this book. So, yeah, I'm excited to see a little bit more about Richard, what Richard has to say. So we're starting with, is there a preface, an introduction? What yeah. are we What are we starting with? Um, I'm not sure about what that question is. All right. Is. Well, when we come back, we'll tell you what we read. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that we just finished the introduction. What do you guys think? You buying this stuff? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> is, is he selling something? <clears throat> well, I think he's, he's selling uh, he's selling this sort of hope that you know that the best is yet to come sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard for me to like picture my life as two distinct halves. You know, here's discovering the story and here's writing the story. You know, it just feels like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. one continuous thing, and it certainly feels different now than it did twenty years ago. Yeah. But it doesn't feel that much different than it did a year ago or five years. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get my arms around a little bit of kind of what to expect for the second half of life. And will it be that much different than the first half, I guess? I was thinking um, if I was to correlate it to our times of deconstruction and our struggle spiritually, it feels like I kind of have put on... A little bit different pair of lenses to kind of what do I find of value today versus maybe 10 years ago? What is my focus on? Or what am I seeing differently? I feel like I could uh, I could come into an agreement with him there that I was probably just trying to do that which was being told to me and now I'm trying to decide what is it that I really am buying. And but is that first half, second half of life? I don't know. You know, it, that's just that could just be just part of a a journey that has many ups and downs and swings. You know, back and forth or something like that. But I don't know. It's something that came, comes to my mind. How about you guys? He said something that reminded me of Rob Bell. That he said we're already participating in something that is very good. There's nothing to join. It's only something to recognize that we're already a part of. That just sounds like a Rob Bell thing to me. Although Richard's older, so he maybe made it up. I don't know. <laughs> Who said it first? I Who know. knows, right? <laughs> but I love that idea that 
there's no entrance fee. You're not in or out. Mm-hmm. You're already yeah. participating whether you know mm-hmm. it or not, mm-hmm. whether you recognize it or not. Yeah. You're participating in something good. I just love that idea. It's quite a seven thing to say, even though he's like a one. Richard Rohr is a one, but it sounds like yeah. a seven thing, like a like a Rob Bell would say. Yeah, everyone is in. You know, the belief mm-hmm. for the for the reframing of all things to be about it's good that mm-hmm. and we're all apart already. Yeah, I like that. You nice. all. No, I was going to add. You already have what you're looking for, kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. When you say one and seven, you're referring to... The Enneagram. Sorry. Just, yeah, references. Right. For those who don't know. In. Throwing that in. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's kind of relating to what you were saying, Steve, with not being able to just... Okay, at age 29 and a half, all of a sudden I'm in the second half or that type of thing. But looking back, you feel like there is a difference. There was a point where... Yeah, maybe I was just following a script or realizing it and reading it, and now getting to a point where I feel like I'm ready to write some things on my own, not just by what everybody else is is saying. And even his statement about transformation is more about unlearning than learning. Hmm. I mean, that's what I feel like when you mentioned the you know, some of these threads. The whole thing we're talking about here on spiritual threads is kind of pulling on some of those threads and undoing some things as we're reconstructing and, and building and figuring out some new things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It kind of resonates back to, what was it, the book that talked about the warrior and then you get into the different <laughs> stages. John Come on. Eldridge. John Eldridge. Uh, yes, John Eldridge. Um, the waking heart. Waking the dead. Waking the dead. It kind of reminds me a little bit of that, that we kind of see in human development a progression from, from through stages, um, exactly when they happen, or and and exactly how they happen are obviously different per person. But there is kind of a natural inclination if one decides that they're going to be open to to it, to to looking or transforming or re- or thinking or whatever. Yeah. Well, it makes it makes me think like if you know some of the questions that we had when we turned in our early forties, I guess. You know, if I had those questions in the, my early 20s, would I, would I have even asked them or pursued them in the same way? And that's the part that I'm yeah, starting to wonder, yeah, you know, cause yeah. like, because if, if, our, if our thought was we want to be significant, we want to whatever, you know, because I'm sure I had some of those questions at some point, but just quickly were mm-hmm. dashed or somebody mm-hmm. gave you the right answer and like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, just bought into just it versus mm-hmm. questioning for yourself, writing your own script or whatever. So it does make me think. Because I know we've talked about this before where, you know, the regret that at least I have or some of us have about waiting till we're in our mid-40s to figure this out or to ask the right questions mm-hmm. or whatever. But maybe mm-hmm. we're just never in that spot, even if we had those questions, to have yeah. really pulled those threads at age 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because right. you're just not emotionally yeah. or you haven't had enough life experience or whatever, so whatever, whatever it, it is. He does go on in the book. I've heard a little bit of it. He does go on in the book to say that some people might have. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Some people might have one of those things earlier in life that just a trauma or something mm-hmm. that puts them further down the path but just yeah. simply because they had to find it or in order to survive or something. Mm-hmm. That'll come. But it's it remini- it's made me think of it from what crisis, you said. Yes. Takes right. Half your life. Right. To learn it or to, mm-hmm. yeah, you're forced into it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to phrase... 
a lot of things or frame a lot of things around God giving us something and now you he doesn't use the word oh but it's kind of like our job he said our job is yeah. to return it whatever we're, we're to return the product to God and the product is ourselves or here we're here to give back what he's given us or something and mm-hmm. that, that was just an interesting place for him to start from right from right from the beginning I don't know I, I, I wonder if he's if if, if he um, is meaning like this is uh, is he just describing the reality of what happens like and and so now you have an option of how you're gonna return it like <laughs> that's the word I'm like see see so, so trying to describe God's demanding and request of us or is he just saying this is kind of how he sees life happening and he'll he would say it goes it goes back to whence it came kind of thing. And so we have choices along the journey and how we're going to interact with it or become aware of it. And I don't know. How did yeah. you take it more like? I didn't get the flavor from him that guy's demanding, but oh. it was just interesting framework from mm-hmm. that he they, he put this in. Of, mm-hmm. I mean, it feels kind of like back to what where we came out of a little bit of that. We have a job to do. Or, in know. some ways, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. again, the way he phrased it wasn't feeling like our really strong, demanding right. God saying, if you don't you know, return to me what I gave to you, right. that's not the flavor. Mm-hmm. That but I did I catch that, too. So our job is to, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. that interesting place. I don't know that I'm there. And maybe you'll mm-hmm. draw me into it as, as we go. But that's not the way I've ever really felt, is that I owed God something where my job was... Maybe it was. Maybe that's where we came from. A little bit of, I want it, but it was more of a desire to please. And maybe that's more what he's coming from this year. We've been given something now. We have this desire to give back what, what we've been given. Maybe that's more the framework he's coming from. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Anything else on that one? Should we cruise on? I don't think so. It's all, all right, let's go to chapter right. one. Okay. Listen to a lot. <laughs> All right, well, we're taking a little break here. We're somewhere. We don't know if we're in Chapter 1 or the intro or what. We don't have a hard copy. I don't think we're in Chapter 1 yet, So I was looking online. I like study questions for Chapter 1, which is called the two halves of life. Okay. I don't yeah. think we've gotten there yet. No, I think we're yet. still in the opening credits. I, I found think. two different study guides that talk about this. So It says 17 minutes still remaining on oh opening credits. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So it's Richard does not write like Rob Bell or any other author. For any other that book that says anyway. <laughs> that we were it's not a chapter book or whatever, so it's, it's long. No pictures yet either. He's <laughs> no. um, painting pictures. <laughs> so we're we're just stopping sort of at a random point here in the middle of the introduction. We yeah, think. yeah, yep. I think that's right. So there's a lot there. What are we thinking? Poof <laughs> time. <laughs> what do you guys think about? He talks about the way up is the way down. That's a lot of what this introduction is about. Do you identify with it? Do you or the way down the is the way up. or the way down? Yeah, both. Yes. Both. Yeah, yeah. Either. Okay. About that pattern in life, have you? Would you say that you've experienced that in your life? Like things that were suffering or something that was down that really brought something to you that maybe had you not. If you had just found success, would have been different or yeah, I have, kind of thing? I've struggled with this because I feel like people in religious arenas that I've been in celebrate it 
more than I was comfortable as like the only way. Um, I would I would agree. It's absolutely part of circle of life or whatever you you know. He didn't call it that, but second law, third law dynamics, and all those things that he kind of got into. There is a circle. There's a there's a season there are things die and then they regenerate that I get I get that and it is part but I feel like in some ways people at least in religious arenas that I've been in it's like they celebrate it more than I was comfortable like that that was the way and I felt looking back at my life I always grew more from watching other people go through that and going oh there's a path I won't want to pay take and if I did a lot of positive things I felt that those added up far more in growth than just one bad thing happening that pe- that people would often celebrate and yet there's growth in both but so I don't see it exactly the same way I, I would not say he's wrong but I feel like the emphasis on it in, at least when I've been walking through um, with people, it feels like it, I, I just don't see the fruit all the time either. It's not like everybody that falls gets up and learns more. And so I don't, I don't see it as a law, I guess, and the only way. And it, it, there's a positiveness in it. I mean, there's, if you're down, there's something to look forward to that, yeah, I guess I can learn through this. And I bet when I get to the other side, I've been there enough times to go, yeah, I will grow through this. There will be that positive. Didn't make me feel that much better, but at least there's something positive that can come from it. So I don't know. I feel kind of alone in that. I have never heard anybody agree with me, and, but that's because I've been hanging around in spiritual <laughs> <laughs> spiritual uh, settings where people, it just feels like they, they don't agree with that, that you grow more in, they believe you grow more in times of struggle than and times are positive, but any thoughts, disagreements, snide remarks? <laughs> well, I think, I think there's plenty of people that grow without having to go through things. I mean, there, there has to be, because there's plenty of people that haven't gone through major things in their life, I think, that are probably still growing. I think there's some value in, I think you do learn from some of those things, or at least you can learn from those things, and I think you can learn in a different way than if you haven't gone through it. I mean, whether it's your own growth or even just empathy or understanding what people are going through or you know if you're around people that uh, or you know if you were an addict you'll understand that more you know that so there's some benefits from it Um, but I think yeah to to act like that's the only way it happens I think is probably a little misguided Mm -hmm. I would guess but I think you know it comes with a different set of struggles if you never have to go through stuff like that Mm -hmm. I mean you've had to struggle with other things because you haven't had those same experiences as you know some of the people that you're talking about it comes with a whole new set of challenges, frankly, Probably true, yep. um, that you have to deal with. You know, it's like if you've never been poor, you know, that sort of comes with a whole other challenge, set of true. challenges. You know, if you've always had money, it um, just looks different. But I do think, I mean, that whether it's something specific like that or even just the, the spiritual side of it, you know, and I'm still not sure if he's talking all physical things or spiritual yeah. things or both or whatever, but, you know, certainly on the spiritual side of it, I mean, I think, at least our experience seems to be, the the fall has happened. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure what's what's on the other side of that, but I think you know where I'm at. I feel like, um, kind of the breakthroughs that I feel like I've had would never have happened without a significant falling. Hmm. 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 I think 
going with that is, I, Stacy, you said you grow more, and I would like to say maybe we grow differently when we grow through struggle or hardship or something like that comes our way, or we empathize with somebody else's struggle or hardship. You know what I mean? I think I wouldn't compare more or less necessarily, but just qualitatively a different type of growth. It hits me in a different way than if I haven't experienced it, I guess. And that kind of leads me to what you were saying, Steve, like spiritually, then I put that in a different kind of a container too. When I've, when I've struggled or whatever, my spiritual walk and journey is different than that of maybe <clears throat> the no, other non-spiritual ways or whatever that might look. Um, just makes me think about that a little bit. Because I want to say that I'm going to grow, but I feel like that is in itself talking about the first stage of life again. You know, those things that when I was young and I didn't have all the struggle and I was, but I was watching others and learning from others and yeah, sure. But I feel like that's like understanding or belief. I, I feel like this stuff he's talking about, the down as the way up is more, it's less about what he's talking about, the ego and it's about soul. And I think soul grows differently. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong in what I'm understanding you to be saying. You you are kind of saying something I was thinking, though, too, that, like, watching other people, I'll learn behavior. I'll learn what not to do. I'm not going to take up smoking or drugs watching other people. Yeah. But I'm not ever going to grow in the area of humility watching somebody else be humbled. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, never yeah, going to happen. That's, that hits on what I was trying I'll to I'll never. Get Why not? Out. I could watch the person closest to me be humbled to the dust, and it it would never be the same as if I'm being humbled. It might be a way. warning or something. Like, you might take it and say, well, I'm not going to do that. I could learn certain things from it. Oh, they handled it well. They didn't. Oh, yeah, that wasn't wise, but it's different when it happens to you. Sure. I think that's what that's I was trying to say. Point. My point is you can still grow in watching those things, and you you do that a lot more, I guess my point is. As I look through my life, I had so, fortunately or unfortunately, I had so few really negative things that I can look back on. I... According to this, I have to look at that and say, what a loss my life was. I never got to grow. But I don't see it that way. I felt my times of meditation and, you know, quiet time with God, all those things I felt were real times of growth. And those weren't bad times. Those were just my regular time sure. growing up all as a, as a child. Mm-hmm. And all those mm-hmm. things, it, hundreds of days in a row of that, I think, added up to a lot of growth. And then, yeah, when some hard things did happen, those are also, that's why I don't want to negate what he's saying, but I also right. don't want to put, put it as, I guess, as a higher spiritual thing than the rest of my life, the daily walk I had. It almost feels like people want to negate that and mm-hmm. just highlight this idea of, 
oh, let's just be, oh, woe is me. And that's, you know, when I'm low, that's when I'm really spiritual. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I just don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I see those times of everyday life and living with God. And that type of life is living life to the full is growth too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That That's more and more what I'm saying. I would agree it's different. Absolutely different. It can't get you to the same place. But I wouldn't call one growth and one not. That's my thought. No, I'd call them both growth too. I guess when he's talking about some of this kind of growth, yeah. I think of it as growth I don't want. Yeah. That even <laughs> on yeah. even on the other side, sure. I just still don't want it. You don't want sure. it. Yeah. I don't yeah. want it. I know I've grown in ways and even now if I mm-hmm. could not have had that happen and be less growthy, fine. <laughs> I'll be more shallow. I get it. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. always Oops, sorry. I wouldn't even always go back and say, Oh yeah, oh I would never change that. I'd be like, Yeah, I'll change it. Yeah. I'll yeah. be more yeah. shallow. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. need to grow in that regard. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess yeah, I grow in a million ways, but when he talks about it in that regard, I'm thinking of the growth I don't want. Mm-hmm. That's against my will, practically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we none of us would grow in the same way having some major tragedy happen. You get in a major car accident, even just having chronic pain or something. You're, you're never going to grow in that same way without You can't get to the same place those people that do suffer from some tough, tough stuff. But like to, to not call what people do in their regular day mm-hmm. and journey and not call that growth, to me sells it a bit short too. And, and maybe I'm totally missing a part. If he was here, he might just say, true, but here's what I'm really saying. And he might be t- talking about something different here. I don't know. But that was my thought as I, as I was hearing him. I was like, yeah, but let's not forget that there's a lot of positive stuff, too, that you could consider growth. But even beside that, like, hard growth or whatever kind of growth he was talking about, he did say at one point that losing, failing, falling, and sin are a good and necessary part of the human journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, it's so consoling to me to always think, well, this is just part of the human journey. Yes. Yeah. yes. I love yes. that thought. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so consoling because in the church and maybe even in our American culture, it's so not promoted. Mm-hmm. Like, you you just did something so wrong if you fail or mm-hmm. fell or sinned. Mm-hmm. It's not so very few people look at and say, well, that's just what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. That's just what it means. You're going to goof up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Let's just apologize and move on. That always seems like a shock to me when people have that attitude. So it makes me realize I must not expect that attitude. So I did love that aspect of his whole falling Mm -hmm. talk. Do you tell that to your second graders, though? Yeah. I mean, I try. Of course, I'm doing the other side, too. But we do talk about Mm -hmm. growth mindset and mistakes are a part of learning and it's okay. And look, I just totally goofed up here. It's fine. Let's just move yeah. on. But yeah, it's a mistake. Let's not keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But this is just part of the journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do feel like in the elementary school I work at, too, that's, it is a message we give to our kids. But as we talk 
teacher to teacher, we don't quite accept it quite as much as we do easily sell it to the kids. But when we make a mistake, we kind of think you're right. Yeah, as adults. As adults, we don't don't quite buy into the same message we freely give the kids. (laughs) Because it's not what we're fed all day long. Mm Mm-hmm. We believe it, but when you're fed 90% of the other message, it's hard to hold on to that little message. Mm-hmm. 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 So do you buy into the necessary suffering? It's necessary, or is it just a part, and the bonus of it is that some good comes from it, your growth does come from it? I don't want to call it necessary. (laughs) It's inevitable. It's never going to end. I'm not going to call it necessary. (laughs) Still believe in the heaven without any suffering, where there's no tears. I just don't like validating it. Yeah, Yeah. I think we all suffer in our own way too. I mean, if you're naturally thinking what's got to be your child dies to be some sort of Mm -hmm. suffering, I mean, I think there's suffering all over. You talk about failing and falling and suffering, kind of all. All of those things necessary to the human condition. So, I mean, I would guess even in the most pristine of lives, there's suffering, there's diseases of affluence, there's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's internal struggling, there's depression, mm-hmm. there's, like there's failing, there's falling, there's making mistakes, there's lack of self-worth, there's too much arrogance, there's, there's still all right. kinds of the human experience, there's sin, whether it's external or internal. I mean, I just think suffering in the broadest sense, I think... I don't know who avoids suffering right. in the broadest sense. I mean, I remember being at the men's retreat with you, and you were suffering, thinking that you had to give a talk in front of a bunch of addicts, and basically mm-hmm. saying your life has been awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a form of suffering. <laughs> I know that's different than being an addict, but that you were you were suffering because um, you didn't feel like you should be in front of them, or you didn't feel like your mm-hmm. story was enough. You know, you're somehow feeling bad about your story, even though you love your story. I mean. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think not everybody's going to have the same amount of suffering because we could say, well, you know, this bad thing happened to me. I got I got laid off. That's a form of suffering yeah. or whatever. And then you go somewhere else. And you're like, that wouldn't be suffering. That's like that's like everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just it's all relative. Mm-hmm. I just think interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I think everybody suffers in their mm-hmm. own way, shape, or form. And if you're not suffering, you're suffering thinking you didn't suffer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just yeah. think that's the yeah. that's the case. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Hmm. So I don't know. I just I, I do think suffering in the broadest sense does lead to insights and maturity for those mm-hmm. that allow it to. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody does allow it to. I think some people just suffer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. just just suffer and it gets worse. But I think if you allow it to mature yourself, but I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, where you guys? Th- I mean, we're early on in this book, but are we on the other side? Are we on this side? Like. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I feel there's there's times where I feel like I'm on the other side based on just a little bit I've heard because of the deconstruction and because I feel like I've got a a totally different paradigm of life, not just spiritually, than mm-hmm. I did before. It's not about chasing the success story anymore for me. But then there's other times where I feel like I'm kind of waiting for this thrive piece of mm-hmm. this, you know, whatever he said, and now it's this and later it'll be thriving. Do you? I mean, where do you guys think... I think at the very least, I'm in the crossing over part. He said he's going to talk about the crossing over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm completely on the other side yet. 
And something, speaking of suffering, he talks a lot about your ego, suffering with your ego. So, I mean, our egos take blows left and right. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be all of the suffering, the really big suffering. I'm not fully convinced there's another side. You know, I... I guess I feel like in some ways, he, some of the things he talks about, I reflect on like the perfection piece uh, in there that he talked about. I feel like I've moved at least partway through needing perfection and some of, some of those things. But I don't know if I'm on the other side of that. Maybe there's 10 more years I look back and go, yeah, you were, you were still, you know, your ego is still heavily involved there. And so I don't know if I'll ever feel like we're on the other fully on the other side. Maybe there's just you constantly look back and feel like, yep, I've, I've moved from here to here, but I don't know if I'll ever call it the other side. And I don't know if he would, um, but it, it's hard to talk about without using some sorts of, sort of language in, in that way. But how do you feel, Steve? Do you feel like you're, I know you kind of tapped on it a little bit, but with the spiritual journey part, but how about other areas of life? And I feel like in a, just a, I don't know, it's hard to tell like what's maturity, what's personality, right. whatever. I mean, I feel like I notice it at the poker table more than anywhere. <laughs> like, huh. like who's, who has a different perspective on life than you got that 20 year old mentality. Hmm. Huh. Huh. And then you've got the, you know, what are you saying? Not chronologically, but just people that sort of now get it. Hmm. Like we're all connected. Like hmm. people are people. There's a maturity in mm-hmm. who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I see that in, and that's where I just don't know if it's personality, but I see mm-hmm. it in some 25-year-olds where it just seems like they get it. Mm-hmm. Not just because they're nice to people at the table. They just kind of get like they're part of something bigger, and this is, you know, this is just a game in a broader context. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that are in their 50s that I know that are just like, you just don't get, <laughs> like, it's, and again, it's not just because they react yeah. a certain way. Right. There, there's something yeah. about, it's just an incredibly selfish mm-hmm. perspective on life. Yeah. You know, and so very interesting. So yeah, so again, I don't know if it's related to this, but it feels that's the only it feels thing feels like it when you talk that, about it. Yeah, it's the only or thing it's I can a kind good of metaphor, relate. like he says, it's all yeah. metaphor, maybe. But or it just feels like, and then I think spiritually mm-hmm. the same way. And again, it's you know yeah. we're in a different place, so it's easy to say, oh, we're the mature ones. But I feel like even having gone through the process of questioning things, allowing yourself to kind of go through that and ask these questions, even though we haven't really fallen into a specific place. Mm-hmm. Just that versus sort of the, nope, I'm not even going to entertain that thought. I'm not, nope, right. I'm not even going to consider that. Nope, nope, nope. You know, because they're so afraid of change or whatever. The familiar and habitual are falsely reassuring, you know, huh. he, he said. Um, I don't know. So I, I just feel like those are the kind of the ways I'm thinking about this is more like a maturity thing, hmm. Hmm. which I think for me is, I equate to more kind of a broader perspective on our lives individually and collectively. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of think of it in regards to parenting, too. Like, in the first half, you're like, oh, I'll control my children's outcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just have a good yeah. home. Yeah. Of course, I'm very in charge here. And in the second half, you're like, oh, well, I did what I could, but <laughs> I have no control at all anymore. So do you think that actually changed your paradigm, or do you just give up? I mean... Is it actually a maturity piece? Like if you had kids, let's say you could just know what you know now and you go back to being 25 years old and now you have twins. 
Do you feel like you would? Oh, I would do it different. Because you've matured? Because you feel like you have less control? Like Because I have more wisdom yeah. and maturity, yeah. for sure. Okay. I always think, oh, I wish I could go raise him again, but with my brain now. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Even though you're kind of dizzy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that part of your brain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I would totally do it different. I would calm the way heck down. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, <laughs> I would you. just be like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah. He said there, he said, you know, you can't engineer the transition ourselves, or we can't engineer yeah. ourselves. That is kind of how it feels, right? I mean, for mm. me anyway, for the, the spiritual side of it, I feel like I didn't really engineer that. Right. It just kind of happened. And, yeah. you know, if bad stuff happens, that just kind of happens. Right. If good stuff happens, that just kind of happens. If yeah. breakthrough insights or you happen to hear the right podcast yeah. or somebody speaks into your life in a certain way, yeah. it feels like that stuff just yeah. it just kind of happens. Rob Bell comes along at the right time or mm. I don't know. So yeah. I, I do kind of buy into that. Like, I don't know that. Well, first of all, it, it's hard to imagine that I would have felt like I had the need at 30 years old to feel like I need to reevaluate my spirituality because everything was fine. Mm-hmm. But even if I thought... I did. I don't know if I could have engineered it in such the same way. Like, just said, oh, I'm just going to read books. I'm just going to read books. Like, I don't know if that would have worked versus huh. just sort of the right, I don't know, the right experience or the, mm-hmm. something else is kind of happening. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of buy into that, at least in my, in my yeah. uh, example. When you ask the question, do I feel like, do we feel like we're on the other, the other side, if there's another side, whatever. I went back to like the first thing you said, the first half of life is about things like security, yourself, projects. You know, Archimedes talks about a lover and a place to stand to move the world. I mean, are those the types of things that I'm focused on today as much? And I have to say sometimes, yeah. (laughs) But I feel like not as often and maybe not as as to the percentage of time Mm -hmm. that I was when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't quite so much about, I was so much about getting it right, figuring this out, figuring it out, get it right, get it right. You know, when I was, and and now that's not always, that's not the question as often. It happens at times and mm-hmm. I get worried. I, I still care about what other people think more than I want to, things like that. But it's, it has changed. I kind of, I think I'd follow with Tracy. I think I'm in the, in the movement between mm-hmm. And still hoping for it to get better <laughs> on the other side. Well, I think that's the part I have to figure out, too. Because like, I still feel like I have that piece of I want to change the world. But it has changed from I feel like I should. Like I should use these abilities and I should figure out where yeah. I should stand and put my lever and try to move yeah. the world. To now I feel like it's more just, I think that would make me, that just makes me come fully alive thinking hmm. I, I could have some sort of impact. So it does feel like it's different, even though I think I still have those symptoms. It just feels different to me than yeah. feeling like I have to or mm-hmm. whatever. And how do we even get 100% out of our culture? Our culture will always have an impetus to push us towards right. success at some level, right? I mean, I don't know how anyone can escape all those in- that influence for sure. Hmm. Did you want to listen to more? Do you want to wrap it up there? It's getting kind of late. What do you um, think? I don't want to listen to more. 
Tracy doesn't want to listen. If you, if you didn't hear that, Tracy said no. she doesn't want to listen to more. So, do you guys he have any other? Deep, go so. ahead. Other comments on this then? I do just like that life and death energies that he talked about. It was a little bit farther yeah. back. I really love that idea that people can have the same job and mm-hmm. you know, but what they bring yeah. to it yeah. can be so different. And I just love that eros. Yeah. I think and. Thanatos or something, Thanatos or something. The she energy talked about they the bring energy. to it. Yeah, I just I love that. Is that I like love that. Everybody brightens the rooms. Some either people. when you walk in or when you walk out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that what he's talking about? <laughs> it's true though. It's true. <laughs> that word energy I know is always sort of a scary word for people in the fundamental churches or whatever. But you know, yes. in in this context, just the, the people do have a certain energy. Yeah, that's that's attractive that. or killer <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it just is mm-hmm. and he tied it into and we don't often use biblical references on the podcast but he tied it into the jesus talking about the trees known by their fruit mm-hmm. the fruit kind of represents yeah. that energy that we bring yeah. i think that's awesome i liked he said perfect is the enemy of good mm-hmm. isn't that the opposite of what jim collins says when, good, is, says good is the enemy of great yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like this better. Jim Collins <laughs> made it into the podcast. I yeah, love it. I like he should that. every time. Genius. <laughs> so what was this saying? Perfect. He is? says perfect is the enemy of good. Of good or great? Good. Goodness. And that good, good and mm-hmm. goodness. and. Mm-hmm. So trying to be perfect? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Sort of not just. Striving for per- 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 yeah, perfection? Striving yeah. for more than goodness. I like that. that it, it came right after he said that we uh, get on our private salvation projects. And uh-huh. that could be about perfection. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was a lot of life. Yeah, and he mentioned perfection is actually the ability to accept imperfection and <laughs> accept the need for perfection. It's kind of a. He likes to tie and twist and bend. Like these Jesus like riddles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But perfection isn't perfection. Perfection is actually accepting that the world isn't perfect. People aren't perfect. We don't have to have perfection. Mm -hmm. That's closer Mm -hmm. to perfection than striving for it. It'll actually prevent you from finding it, I think is what he said. Do you guys feel like, I mean, (laughs) I have this feeling like whenever I talk to somebody new, like within five or ten seconds, I feel like I can, this is really bad. It sounds like I'm labeling them, but I feel like I almost know like immediately like, well, first of all, if this is going to be a good conversation or not. But but secondly, like if they're going to have some sort of a wisdom perspective or a broad perspective or if it's going to be just really like immature, kind of using the language here. Do you guys sort of have that? I, I'm usually right, not always, but I feel like I just immediately just kind of know. And I don't know if it's because they just start with the sentence I versus we. Or, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but it just feels like. Right away, I just like no. This is going to be like if I sit at a poker table, mm-hmm. somebody next to me starts like I feel like immediately no. If this is going to be a disaster or not mm-hmm. a disaster or or <laughs> either a life and energy, what positive energy or negative energy? I was going to say I wonder if it's the energy you're reading rather than the actual words they're saying. I don't know. That, that you you just get a sense you for because you've been way? around enough conversations. Well, like I, when parents come into conferences, you kind of immediately know like is this going to be good or bad or. What kind of direction it's going to take? Or, or any of you guys? I guess if you're just saying if it's a good vibe or a bad, bad vibe. I'm thinking, I, I am thinking that, but more just at a deeper level, level. Just if I feel like this is going to be like somebody who has like some emotional maturity or some life experience maturity that they're living out of versus 
not. That's <laughs> interesting. I don't feel like huh. I'm going deep enough to know. Yeah. To give people that chance. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't feel like I can tell until we've brought up a deeper topic. Mm, okay. And I see what they say then. Yeah. For me, it's closer to if I'm going to real, really make a connection with them or not. Less to do with mm-hmm. are they, with the words you said, right. with a deeper conversation. It's more of within a few minutes I can tell if we're going to connect or not. Mm-hmm. And, but that's more mm-hmm. my, perso- my sure. personality. Yeah. I just was thinking about that as you were saying that. It's similar. Right? I get a quick analysis, so to speak. But it's less about that and more mm-hmm. about, for me, is that, are we going to really connect here? Or are we? is this going to be kind of a, there's going to be yeah. still a small wall between us. We'll be cordial and it'll be fine, mm-hmm. but this isn't going to go, we're not going to be buds type mm-hmm. of thing. I mm-hmm. can almost always tell if we're going to really connect with somebody and be buds, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're looking for, Steve? Connecting and being buds? No, no, no that's, that's what I was saying. Is it different yeah. than it's interesting yeah. that that's what you're finding. I think I can, I think some of that I think I can kind of tell right away, but... But it, it feels like it's that deeper sort of thing, like, you know, potential client or at a networking group or whatever. I just... You can kind of tell. I don't know. Well, in my, my judgmental sure. opinion. But you're right But it feels lot. like it's right. Like, I just kind of know, <laughs> like, this is somebody who's going to be very selfish and immature, or this is going to be somebody who's... Yeah, you don't get two conversations later and go, oh, boy, was I wrong. This yeah. guy really is... No, it seems like it's... Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. And I don't know if that has anything to do with Richard's kind of yeah. Yeah. stuff, but it kind of feels like it. But yeah. your intuition, do you think that's changed over the years? Do you think that's something that's kind of... I Yeah. I, <clears throat> I It's changed because I, I notice it more, I think. Okay. But I think it, that's probably stemming from the kind of relationships I want to have, and I'm being more particular probably so maybe you're intentional that. maybe your intentionality has brought maybe. it to the forefront too maybe or just noticing that yeah, right yeah. away the radar yeah. of okay i've been burned by this sort of stuff before yeah. run away yeah. here yeah <laughs> <laughs> your five energy is limited you're gonna be yeah maybe yeah or your accuracy because of your experience but you're tuning into it because of your intentionality, or, your intentionality, yeah. whether self-protection or for business purposes yeah. or for whatever else that might be, yeah. bringing it to the forefront. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you say that. What? <laughs> well, I you're just an anomaly because like half of you is super judgy, and the other half I feel like. You aren't able to discern that, and you think someone's going to be like, think someone's awesome, and then they turn out not to be. But because mm-hmm. you have such like uh, high hopes, or give people the youthful high the hopes. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know maybe. what I'm saying? When I when I think of some of our conversations, if I can go enneagram enneagram speak, you know, but if I can go enneagram speak a little bit, I think Tracy, you you would go with your gut and you feel it so right on. And I think Steve, one of your things is you're that investigator, so you do dig, yeah, and maybe then discover later on, oh well, that wasn't I wasn't quite on there, but maybe does that have something to do with it? Yeah, but she is right. I mean, now she says that there's a couple examples I can think of where okay. I still don't know if I was wrong in thinking about them operating out of place of maturity, but where I misjudged the bud factor. The bud factor. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's maybe, um, I don't know if that's what you're thinking huh. about. I'm thinking of a couple yeah. examples where I thought, oh, this will be good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it was a disaster for me, mm-hmm. not for the other person. For the other person, it's always awesome. <laughs> yes, it is, because they're always with you. Yeah, and it's I'm always always listening if I do say so you myself. Are, no, <laughs> but you are. You're a question <laughs> well, asker and an investigator. And people, I let people talk about their yeah. favorite subject, which is themselves. Themselves, and then that feels um, good. Right, it's and very I true. think I've become more discerning. Now we're all afraid to have a conversation <laughs> with them. No, the no one's afraid of me. I think things. everybody knows that about themselves. I'm going to keep talking about myself. I don't care. Who else is afraid? This is why this works so well. Okay. Yeah. Not scaring me off. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that's a good. That's good feedback. But I did, I have noticed that recently. And I've kind of taken note of that. Where I just feel like immediately. But anyway, it's it seemed related yeah. to this. Maybe it's not. Yeah. But. Or to I think tuning in to in, with intentionality would make a lot of sense for you right now. I mean, this place in life where you're at. Yeah. With what you're doing. Hmm. Anything else in this deal? Was Otherwise, it Desmond Tutu that made the comment at the end that I liked? But learn the laws so well so you know how to break mm-hmm. them. No, that's the Dalai Lama. Oh, Dalai Lama. Oh, yeah. The Dalai Lama said that to him. Yeah. Desmond Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> tomato, guys. tomato, whatever. <laughs> wisdom, wisdom. Like, two guys you meet and say, yeah, I think there's wisdom. Lama <laughs> and a tutu. Nice. Of all the llamas I know, the Dolly is my favorite. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dad joke. We better end quick. It's going down. Dad joke. Dad joke. Dolly. (laughs) Or should I say Dolly? (laughs) We are unwinding fast. All right. We'll let you go. We're somewhere in the middle of one of the first two chapters. We don't really know where we are. If you're following along, please uh, shoot us a tweet and let us know where we are. (laughs) All right. That's it. Peace out.